This is Generation Justice. I'm Erwin Rivera. And I'm Kenya Alonzo. Generation Justice is a multimedia movement to train youth to harness the power of media for social change. Tonight, we focus on local efforts to make New Mexico healthier, whether it's our environment or our bodies. First, we're joined by Stephen Ramon from Juntos, a community organization doing environmental justice work. Then, we will take a look at health equality with Anicia Roybal, a youth leader from Española. We'll also be sharing different ways you can take action and get involved in our community calendar. But before that, here's our first track of the night, a classic called Imagine by John Lennon. Stay tuned. Tonight, we're lucky to be featuring Juntos and the awesome work that they do. Juntos launched last year to strengthen the voice of Latino families who are calling for protection of the air that we breathe and the water that we drink, not only for health reasons, but also for future generations. Juntos has organized the screaming of the Freedom Frontera, which is coming up this week in collaboration with the People's Climate Movement's National Day of Action. To tell us more about their organizing efforts and upcoming events, Here's Juntos volunteer Stephen Ramon with GJ Fellow Polly Dinetclaw. Hello, my name is Polly Dinetclaw, and I'm here with Stephen Ramon, volunteer number one with Juntos. Thank you for being here, Stephen. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> so, Stephen, the first thing that I'm going to ask you to do is just please introduce yourself. Well, my full name is Stephen Francisco Ramon. I just graduated from culinary school, so that's my background. And I started here with Juntos about a year ago. Awesome. And can you tell us a little bit more about Juntos and what you all focus on? Juntos, meaning together in Spanish, we focus about clean air, clean water for the communities of color, minorities. You know, we really do believe that people of color suffer most when it comes to climate change. So our group is focused on that, getting the word out there, trying to make a better community and climate you said that communities of color and poor communities are affected most by climate change. So can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Well, we all pay PNM. That is our electrical company. And so PNM is kind of our monopoly. So we all have to pay that. And as people of color, we don't have no choice. You know, we all want to get solar panels, but that's really expensive. So what we have to do is let PNM know that we as people of color aren't going to stand for their rate hikes or their pollution, you know, in the San Juan generating station, which is in the San Juan area near Farmington, the Four Corners. They did have four coal plants. I'm pretty sure they still do right now. But I know that they were shutting down two of them because the EPA told them that you're just burning so much coal and polluting the earth that you need to figure out a way to help the community, help this planet. And what is your next step? And that's where the replacement case came in. That happened like a few months ago. That doesn't even work anymore because we're still burning so much coal. We're fracking into the earth. We're going to nuclear. So we just have to go back to the drawing board and figure out what's next because people are really sick out there, you know, with asthma. And I know that some people are having skin rashes. So it's really important that here in Albuquerque, get the word out and just kind of like stop the whole pollution crisis. 
And you mentioned the replacement case. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, the replacement cases, instead of what we want, which is basically more renewable energy, you know, New Mexico uses 70% of coal and only 8% of renewables. And we are a sunshine state. We have like, what, 365 days of sunshine. Why don't we use that basic resource to start building, you know, our solar energy lifestyle? But anyways, that was the issue. And so then they went back to the drawing board and said, well, what else can we give them? Like, kind of like, we'll throw them a bone. But that ended up with more coal burning and more nuclear use and gas. And that is not what we want. So we're going to ask for them to go back to the drawing board. We'll see what happens. I know on Tuesday there's a PRC hearing. And what's really annoying about these hearings is that sometimes they do have public comment and that's what you know what makes a difference you know hearing from the public what's happening in our communities but they're not doing it this time and it's really frustrating to hear that i saw a commercial actually it was from pnm oh really yeah they were talking about how they were shutting down two coal plants is that the one where this like woman is like yes okay yeah you see how they like painted that picture She was a white woman in this field of New Mexico, and, you know, that's not New Mexico. We are a people of color, you know, we have Native peoples here, we have Latinos here. We need to get that more expressed. And I just thought that commercial was a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, because they were talking about how they were shutting down two coal plants and how it was going to affect the economy and just energy in New Mexico. I know that a lot of people have this big misconception with um, renewable energy. And I guess what people don't understand is that you can actually be a designer. You can be working as a clerical work in the offices. You can be um, maintenance or, you know, installation. There's actually a lot of work in, like, solar energy especially. And, you know, there's always breakthroughs with different ways, you know, to conserve this energy. We went to um, Positive Energy and they showed us like the small little square panels that are put into the actual solar panel. And it's really like interesting because it was super thin. And like, if you like just barely touched it, it cracked. And so that was like, you know, I guess that was an older version of what they had. So they're always coming out with new designs and how to, you know, conserve this energy and also make it cheaper as well. How has and will climate change affect our environment here in New Mexico and also our global community? Well, climate change is basically global warming. You know, our planet is just becoming more and more hot. Our ozone layer is becoming more thin. That's that's bringing in more like rays from the sun. And that's causing more precipitation. So like, I guess when it gets really hot, that's when like clouds are building up either and rain starts falling when it shouldn't be falling. Snow falls when it shouldn't be falling or when it's supposed to snow, it doesn't snow. And well, first, if you ever like drive into Albuquerque from the west side, you can actually see a small haze of pollution. And when we went to Farmington like last year, there was a clear, thick, yellow-brown haze over the Farmington Four Corners area. And it's just, you know, it's really interesting to realize that it's all coming here. You know, New Mexico has the second dirtiest coal plant in the United States. And I was reading a little article a few months back that was saying that they first built the San Juan Generating Station in that area because they didn't think that people were actually going to start 
populating that area. And so now, as I said, people are just becoming sick and suffering from this pollution, and they live like right next door to it. And you know, in how many years will this affect us here in Albuquerque? Just a tragedy that we know we as people of color have to deal with that and we have no voice. But that's what Juntos is all about. We're trying to give them that voice and hopefully save the planet. (laughs) And can you talk to us a little bit about the upcoming event you guys are all having on October the 14th? Yes, Frontera. Our event is on Wednesday, October 14th at 4.30. It'll be at 900 Park Avenue Southwest. We'll be having free refreshments, a film screening. Frontera is about the New Mexico Pueblo Revolt. This is kind of like an anniversary of the People's Climate Movement, and we're also celebrating Indigenous Day, which, by the way, is official here in Albuquerque. So it's just, it gives me even more empowerment because I am Native American and Mexican myself. So I'm just like on both sides of the the spectrum, but we really want to be on one side. So we're going to be having an art gallery attached to this, and we really want the indigenous people's voices to be heard. We really want to educate about climate change, especially here in Albuquerque. There'll be like live art. We have an artist, he and his partner, Vince Lee, will be having like just painting on site. We're going to have live poetry, free food, and, you know, we have um, one indigenous artist. His name is Running With Arrows. He's really amazing. He's a rapper. He's a poet. He's an artist. He's just amazing. I really do believe that as people of color, we rely on culture. So once we get the arts, the music, the food, it's not necessarily a bad thing to inform people that climate change is real, we need to do something about it. But it's more of a party. Let's celebrate our lifestyle and also educate each other. And what is one message you would like to send to the community about environmental justice and climate change? Think about what's happening in your backyard and how you're being affected by it. You know, it's simple as, like I said, a skin rash. Who knows what's causing that? Go check it out. You know, we've done environmental justice tours with the Southwest Organizing Project. We've seen, like, firsthand communities, like in Barreras, that are being affected by big industries that are, you know, have, like, so much gas that's being built out there. Or It's not necessarily having to do with coal, but also your environment. What's happening? Are there big industries invading this space? And, you know, gentrification also comes with that as well. So it's preserving our home, our communities, you know, our playgrounds, our schools especially. You know, like you, the youth are kind of more important in this because we need to pass that information on for them to continue to fight for this justice. I really like how you said taking care of our backyard because I'm also indigenous. I'm Diné. And right now, they're actually fracking mm-hmm. in one of our sacred places at Denetra, which is a very like spiritual and significant place. And they're fracking there in Eastern Agency on the Navajo Nation. And I guess, you know, just thinking about how big companies can just come in and basically rip up the land that I emerged from, that I came from. Yeah. It's a really emotional thing for me. And just, you know, just being an indigenous person, like being so connected to the land, like, you know, my family farms every year and my dad has cattle. And also what's part of that, too, is like we live in Manuelito, which is along the Rio Perco. And so when the uranium spill happened, my mom was alive for that. She saw that happen. And so I think these are some of the things that we need to remember when we're talking about environmental justice, too. 
I am Diné as well, and it affects me. Like, you know, and my grandmother still lives on the reservation, and I try to visit her every fall to help her get ready for winter. It's frustrating to me that that could happen to her as well. You know, I know that there's a lot of farmland that was happening there, and the water messed it up. Like, you know, that's their source of their crops, their harvest. It's really sad to me, and I just think about, you know, how they're living right now, and I want to be a voice for them, and I want to be a voice for here as well. When it comes to protecting the environment, I feel like a lot of the times we focus on like the health of people and like the health of the environment because that is really, really important. Mm -hmm. But also what gets lost in that conversation is how connected indigenous people are to the land, that it also affects our culture. And so it's like having, you know, specific stories can't be told. Mm -hmm. They can only be told during the winter. But if winter never comes then when do we tell those stories? Yes, we're and losing tradition as well. Exactly. And it's, it's such a cycle of culture, cycle of people. When are we going to fix this situation? Stephen, is there anything else that you would like to add? Well, like I told you earlier that we're going to be having our Frontera film screening and art gallery. And I'm really in search of Native artists who are wanting to express themselves through the land that they live on, and also through climate change. Our art show is on Wednesday. We're going to be setting up on Tuesday into Wednesday morning. So I really want some indigenous people to come represent their voice. We are at 900 Park Avenue Southwest. You can get my contact information from Juntos NM on Facebook, facebook.com slash J-U-N-T-O-S-N-M. Please get at me. I really want to like get this voice out there. It's really important to me. Listening to Stephen and how a better understanding of what climate change and environmental injustice are. Climate change affects everybody, but environmental injustice affects people of color the most. What really struck me was when Stephen said, as people of color, we depend on our culture. I think that ties in with Polly mentioning the pollution and with the fracking and mining of sacred land. To me, a Diné Zuni person, I can only see negative. Again, how are we supposed to tell the stories of seasons changing when we can't even see them changing? Thank you, Steven, for sharing with us tonight and your contribution to Juntos and the community. Since we are dealing with the topic of environmental injustice, our next song is Oil for Blood by Frank Juan. Everything's red. All oh, red, everything. Everything's red. All oh, red, everything. Everything's red. Everything's red. 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 Dead. Red. Dead. Red. First off, I send my. Now that we've taken a look at how to keep our environment healthy, we're going to take a look at how we keep ourselves healthy in our environment. Now, we're joined by Anicia Roybal to discuss health equity, race equity, economic equity, and how they all connect. Anicia is a 17-year-old leader from Española who believes in the power of community engagement, just like us. Here's GJ member Izzadine Mustafa with Anicia Roybal. This is Izzy Mustafa with Generation Justice. I'm here with Anicia Roybal, who is a senior at Española Valley High School. She recently presented at OIA conference about health equity. Nice to have you here, Anicia. Hey, nice to be here. 
Anisia, tell me a bit more about yourself and the work you do around your community. I'm 17. I'll be a senior at Espanola Valley High School. I participate in several organizations that do projects to improve life in our communities. And so what are some organizations that you're part of? I'm a member of New Mexico Youth Alliance, Mana del Norte, and Generation Hope. What does health equity mean to you? Health equity means that we all have access to health clinics. You all have the ability to go out to a clean park, have clean environments, that we all have opportunity to uh, go to work, have a job, because that's our social conditions that affect our health. You kind of touched on this, but what are some pressing issues around health equity here in New Mexico and in northern New Mexico, since that's where you're from? There's a high use of tobacco, a lot of underage drinking. There's a lot of car fatalities due to DWIs, and it's also, there's nowhere for the homeless to go in my town. They have to travel to Santa Fe, and that's difficult. Not having a homeless shelter affects the overall health of the community. We don't have resources that we all deserve. I think it's a duty. I think we all have to care about each other. I think that, yeah, I may have a home, but others in my community don't have a home. I may not be addicted to alcohol, and I may not have a drug addiction, but I care about the other people in my community who do have these issues. I may have a park in my town where we can go and or a gym or exercise, or I we may have a hospital in Española, but there's other people in other communities that don't. And I think that we sh- all should have these things. We all need these things. And we all need to work together to build each other up. And that's why I do what I do. And that's why I want to major in political science in college. And I want to, you know, make policy changes. And I want to work not for myself, but for others. How does racial equity, economic equity, and health equity coincide or connect with each other? In other words... How does your skin color or zip code impact your health? Your skin color and zip code are important because that can affect you in many ways. For instance, a community half an hour away from each other, half an hour apart, can go from very impoverished, very different environments, no parks, no access to health care, no clinics, and in more urban areas, you have all these opportunities. So your zip code and your ethnicity, your skin color, really do affect um, health equity. So, Anisio, why do you think it's important that youth are actively involved around the issues of health, economic, and racial equity? Well, as we know, youth are the next generation to take over all these jobs like doctors, lawyers, we're the next leaders of our communities. And it's important for us to work together to improve the quality of life for everyone. For our younger brothers and sisters, when we all want to get a job, when they want to become something that, you know, we all have the same opportunities to do that. When we all have a doctor to go to within 20 minutes of our towns, like it's important for youth to care about these issues because it affects all of us. What do you think that we can do to improve our communities here in New Mexico? By community organizing, meeting with your legislatures, telling them about the different issues that are going around in your community, telling them, we need this, we have these issues, we 
want to speak to you about creating policy changes to benefit my community. And it doesn't even need to be a systematic change like that. You can speak with your city councilors and make just impacts in your community. Uh, for instance, I know a group of youth from southern New Mexico that got together and wrote up grants. They got community support and they were able to get a park in their town, which is a huge feat for just youth to accomplish. Obviously, there was a lot of support from other community members and I'm sure adult mentors, but it's youth that have the ability to create change for the future. How can our listeners get more information or resources about issues concerning health equity? There's several nonprofits and organizations throughout the state that work toward health equity, including New Mexico Youth Alliance. New Mexico Youth Alliance is comprised of youth throughout the state. We represent certain districts, and within those districts, there's certain uh, legislators that work with us. Like in my district, it would be Senator Martinez, Richard Martinez. We have different community projects that we all do. Konama Health Foundation is a nonprofit organization that funds different organizations throughout the state that work toward health equity. Also, Generation Hope is an organization in Española with the Ririwa County. We get together and we've done the Española Walk Against Drugs as well as uh, we go to different DWI checkpoints and how about the law enforcement in conducting these checkpoints. Again, all the organizations, they strive to improve the quality of life in different communities throughout northern Mexico. In 10 years from now, what changes do you hope to see here in New Mexico? I hope to see every community has access to a clinic for their health needs. I hope to see every community with a homeless shelter. I hope to see every community with clean parks, clean streets. I hope to see plenty of different activities and community centers and different things to do for youth so we can stay active, we can stay involved. We don't need to resort to drugs or alcohol to be happy and live great lives in New Mexico because we have a beautiful state and we have plenty of culture and it's just important for all of us. Is there anything else you would like to add? I just want to say thank you uh, to my grandma, Dolores Raybal, who has been a real inspiration to me and is a very caring and passionate leader in my life and in New Mexico. She's actually the director of Konama Health Foundation. Also, I would like to say thank you to New Mexico Youth Alliance. Uh, I learned so much going to Oya, having our annual gatherings. It's just, it's great to be surrounded by other people who feel strong about youth empowerment and thank you Generation Justice for having me here. Thank you Anisia for being here. This is Izzy Mustafa with Generation Justice. I agree with Anisia that there are substance abuse and other issues that are within our communities and that they deserve more attention. Wow, Anisia is such an inspiration to me. She is so dedicated to her community and she cares so much. I think it's so great to see another youth who is so aware of what is wrong and what is right and how we can all work to do what is best for our community. Thank you for joining us, Anisia. Now, for another awesome song, this is Treat the Youths Right by Jimmy Cliff.
since we're on the topic of getting involved in your community, it's now time for Calendar with Sam and Tam. Thank you, Edwin and Kenya. Now it's time for our community calendar. I'm Tamara Klocki. And I'm Sam Lechuga. The first event we present this evening is the March for Indigenous Peoples Day of Resistance and Resilience. Recently, Albuquerque City Council declared the celebration of Indigenous Peoples Day on the second Monday of October, a day nationally recognized as Columbus Day. Tribal nations and all communities in New Mexico are called by Red Nation to come together to celebrate and take a stand against racism and the corporations who profit from the exploitation of Native people and lands. If you would like to support the movement, join the March for Indigenous Resistance and Resilience on Monday, October 12th, starting at 5 o'clock. All participants are asked to meet at the corner of First Street and Central Avenue. To find out more about the march or the abolishment of Columbus Day in the city and state, email contact at therednation.org. To also be a part of this movement on social media, search for hashtag ABQ Abolish Columbus, hashtag Border Town Justice, hashtag No Dead Natives, and hashtag Water Is Life. Hey Sam, do you like to help your community? Of course, who doesn't? Well, there is an opportunity to help build a playground this coming week at the Sundowner Apartment Complex. It's really great they are helping the community. This three-day event will be from October 15th through Saturday, October 17th. All three days get started bright and early at 8 in the morning. It is open to the public and will serve all the amazing kids in the community. It will be held at the Sundowner Apartments at 6101 Central Avenue Northeast. There will be food and water provided, as well as a band throughout the day to provide entertainment. There will also be kids' activities, including sports and art projects. 200 volunteers are needed and must be 14 and over to help build. For more information, contact the Sundowner Apartment Complex at 505-293-7553. Hey Tamara, does negativity make you fight, flight, or freeze? Well, negativity makes me so uncomfortable. I really need to work on handling it better. Well, you're in luck. There's a webinar being held that will help you to remain positive. This event will guide all participants to practice communication with people who are different from them while honoring and appreciating our differences. Set boundaries and limits and find your kindreds and prioritize time with them. These are the exact strategies I need to improve in the way I handle negative people. The webinar, Dealing with Negativity, is hosted by Antonio Montoya and will be streaming on October 15th from noon to 1. You can find it at ourgratitudecollective.com forward slash webinar. The facilitator, Antonia Montoya, is a health education specialist with over a decade of experience. She has presented her work at state, national, and international conferences. For more information about the, her webinar, contact Antonia at 505-333-9336 or visit her website at changesyours.com. Hey Sam, did you know that once a month the National Hispanic Cultural Center hosts Salud y Sabor? Yeah, isn't it a partnership between the Agricultura Network, Street Food Institute, and the National Hispanic Cultural Center? Yes, and it's an evening of food, art, and entertainment aimed at providing families with an opportunity to connect around nutrition, 
cooking, healthy lifestyles, and culture. Every month, Salud y Sabor travels to a different part of Latin America. This month, they take you to Mexico. This event is Thursday, October 15th from 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. For more information, contact Elena Baca at 505-246-2261. Elena Baca is really busy this week. She's also been helping to host a monthly gathering of colcheras of all skill levels. Wait, what is a colchera? I'm glad you asked, Sam. Colcha is a traditional New Mexican style of embroidery on bedspreads. Colcheras are the artists that do the embroidery. Awesome. This gathering is led by Annette Gutierrez Turk and is for both experienced colcheras and beginners. So bring your current colcha project and enjoy this informal community work session to share ideas, resources, and encouragement. This gathering will be held at the CNM Education Center in the SRC Library on October 16th from 9.30 a.m. until 12 p.m. For more information about the Colcha community, stitch along, email elenad.baca at state.nm.us. After you're done embroidering your colcha, Pack it up with your pajamas, pillows, and a sleeping bag for an unforgettable campout at the ABQ Biopart. On October 16th, dive headfirst into the exploration of the aquarium at night. Learn about ocean animals and their nighttime behavior. Visit the touch pool, play games, get crafty, and take in a marine movie at the aquarium theater. They invite you to come as your favorite Star Wars character or sea creature to this Halloween-themed event. There will be a costume contest for most original, fiercest, cutest, and realistic. And don't forget about the cookie decorating. Registration for this campout at the ABQ Biopark starts at 6.30 p.m. on Friday, October 16th. For more information, call 505-848-7180. Well, that wraps up this week's community calendar. Go out there and have fun. I was your calendar host, Tamara. And I'm Sam. Now back to Edwin in Kenya. There's a lot of cool things happening in Albuquerque this week. And now for our next cool song. This is Big Jet Plane by Ingus and Julia Stone. They should have known this couldn't last forever. They should have known this cannot last so long. And yes, they should have known when we go further, our mother. That was Mother Earth by Soldier. Well, this week's Generation Justice show is now coming to an end. We would like to thank everybody who made this show possible. Thank you to Anicia Royball and Stephen Ramon for speaking in with us. And thank you to Izzy Mustafa and Polly Danetclaw for bringing us those conversations. 
Our calendar host this evening were Sam Lechuga and Tamara Kolaki. Tam, thanks, Sam and Tam. Production assistants came from George Luna Pina, Christina Rodriguez, Polly Denekla, Melissa Harris, Camaria Umi, and Roberta Rael. Last but certainly not least, much appreciation to all of our youth members here at Generation Justice. We could not do what we do without you. Stay connected with us. Check out our website, generationjustice.org, where you can listen to all our past radio programs, see music playlists, read our blogs, watch videos, and much, much more. Our podcasts are now available on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcasts. We're also active on social media, so like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation with additional funding from the McCune Foundation, Con Alma Health Foundation, and of course all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking donate. I'm Kenya Alonzo. And I'm Erwin Rivera. Next up is Spoken Word, so stay tuned. And join us again next Sunday at 7 o'clock.